What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Unreal Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Wood, a.k.a. The Unreal Devin Wood. You know what it is. You know how it goes. Welcome to episode 15, and uh, let me preface this with the fact that, A, I just definitely did about 15 minutes of recording before realizing that the microphone was not on, so there's that. And also, as evidenced by what I just said, this episode is definitely... A very unprepared, sort of impromptu type one, okay? I have a couple of topics, but I didn't... Like, it's not going to be half-assed. I'm still going to put effort into it, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm exhausted, and I I didn't post an episode last week, so I really wanted to make one tonight because I don't want to do this thing where I, like, post a bunch every week for two months, and then I don't post for a few weeks, and I've already done that once, so I don't want to ever skip more than just a week at a time every so often, so I'm going to make this one, and I'm going to talk about the stuff I want to talk about, but just a fucking heads up, I'm tired, I am definitely dragging right now my ass, because it's almost midnight, and I just finished watching the Cavs game. So, actually, that's a good that's a good starting point. Let's talk about some basketball. Um, so, the Cavaliers just tied the series 2-2 two two against the Boston Celtics. Uh, they won by 9 points, which, interestingly enough... Uh, between both the Eastern and Western Conference Final Series, that was the first game out of the first six that wasn't decided by double digits. So it's basically been back and forth fucking blowouts across the board. Uh, today was a pretty... I mean, we were beating them by like 19 at one point, and then it was like around a 13 to 8-point game throughout most of the second half. They got really close to got it, cut it to six, I think, and then we ended up just ultimately winning by like nine points. So... But it was a good game, um, which is which kind of scares me. But I think the the Warriors, oh boy, they're already up two games to one. Tomorrow they play at home to take a three to one lead, which I think is going to happen. And then if that's the case, forget about it, Houston. There's no chance. Um, and the, my Cavs, man, they they've been they played great in the last two games. Um, but can the role players do the same thing? That is the question, and I am not so sure. I feel confident in saying yes, but. We shall see. I guess Boston is a hostile environment. They're fuck. They haven't lost yet at home, and they're not very good on the road in the playoffs. So you know, to start off two to two with each team winning their home games is kind of not a surprise. But I think honestly, whichever team comes out of the West is going to win it. Even if it was Houston, I just think both of, both of the Western Conference teams are better than both of the Eastern Conference teams, including the Cavaliers. As much as I love them, but we shall see. You never know. We shall see. But uh. All right, enough of that NBA talk. Let's talk about Childish Gambino. So if you haven't seen or heard uh, his song, This Is America, and the video that goes along with it, I highly suggest doing so. Um, the, the song and the video nail a lot of points about like social injustice and racism and a bunch of different other stuff. It's got a really strong and powerful message. It's the number one song in, in the world right now, I think. Um, but it's... It's just it's a good song, so definitely check it out. But what I want to talk about is I saw on Facebook recently a post that had said, um, you can't because so Childish Gambino, his girlfriend is is white, and the post said you can't be pro black and date outside your race. 
which to be honest with you, as soon as I saw that, I just immediately started laughing. I thought it was by far one of the stupidest things I've seen on Facebook. And I have seen a lot of dumb shit on Facebook, but it was just like, that's so stupid. So you can't support a race or support your own race or your own people or whatever you want to call it, unless you only date within your race. So you can't be pro-black and date anybody who's not black. Okay, and I had made an Instagram post about this. My rebuttal to that is, for all of you who agree with that asinine statement, I would say that your pharmacist better be black, the places that you buy your clothes from better be black-owned, wherever you got your car from, it better be a black-owned dealership, your doctor better be black, um, all of your kids' teachers, if you have any, better be black, it better be an all-black school. Like, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? That sounds so fucking dumb. To imagine living your life... I mean, really think about this. Anybody listening to this right now? Imagine living your life where you only associate with people within a certain race. That's fucking ridiculous. It's Not only is it impossible, okay? That's the glory of it. There's so much diversity, especially in America, that it's, it's damn near impossible. And that's a good thing. Why would you want to... And I, I'm all for supporting your own race and all that, but why would you only want to deal exclusively with people within your race? As a matter of fact, to have that mindset is the epitome of racism. So if you think that way, I, I truly feel sorry for you, and I hope that you open up your narrow-ass mind and understand how stupid that sounds. And, and another thing I saw on Facebook, God, you, you just got to love Facebook. You see a lot of stupid shit. I mean, the internet is a dumb place as is, but, like, I swear, I, I see some of the most negative and, and just idiotic things on Facebook. And I had talked about that before. But I saw another post that said um, a lot of the same people who were ragging Childish Gambino for having a white girlfriend are the same ones cheering on Meghan Markle for being of color. She's mixed. I think she's half black and being married into the royal family. And the royal family is white or Caucasian or European, whatever you want to call them. And I actually and I hate to agree with posts that are like that. I don't really look too deep into things like that, but I have to agree. You can't rag Gambino for it. And then be praising Meghan Markle for it. Like, why can't we just be happy for both? Like, first of all, love is love, okay? Love is, is love does not see color. And um, it's, it's funny because I actually have, I have a tattoo on my arm in Italian. Um, and I'm going to very badly butcher it. But I'll say what it is in Italian and I'll say what it means. It's l'amore domina senza regole. Well, actually, that wasn't, that wasn't bad. I am half Italian, by the way. Uh, before I get too sidetracked, I'm half Italian. If anybody's actually seen me, which I'm assuming most of you have, I am not Hispanic. I am not Dominican. I am not Mexican. I am not Puerto Rican. I am not Hispanic. And it's funny because Hispanics swear up and down I'm, Hispa I'm Hispanic. It's like it's actually funny because I'll deal with Hispanic people sometimes, and they'll just they don't ask me if I speak Spanish. They start talking to me in Spanish, and then I say, um, uh, "No hablo." And they're just like, oh, oh, and then they start speaking in English most of the time. But it's like, I really do look very Hispanic, but I'm not. I'm half black, half Italian, which is makes sense because so I have the skin tone of like a Hispanic person and the Italian features. And when you combine those things, it kind of looks Hispanic. But anyway, now that I've just like completely sidetracked myself. Anyway, my tattoo, it means when you translate it to English, it means love rules without rules. And I've had that for... I think I got that when I was 19 or 20 and I absolutely love it because a I don't when I got it I wasn't thinking of it as only romantic love I mean love period whether it's love for friends family um you know your spouse your girlfriend your boyfriend whatever the case is love rules without rules and I love that because 
love doesn't make sense and it doesn't have to make sense. You know what I mean? There are no rules of love. It, there, there's no rules. You don't only have to do this. You don't only have to love people for this. You don't only have to love this type of way. Like there are no rules. And since I believe in that, that's why I find these arguments so fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what shape and fucking size you are. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care about none of that shit. If I love you as a person, I love you, period. That's the glory and the beauty of love, okay? And I'm getting on my Nicholas Sparks shit right now because I'm trying to prove a point. But that's that's what I, that's how I feel about that. So if, if, you, if you agree with that, man, I, I, I pray for you, and I really hope that you will just see the error in your ways, okay? What we got next? Uh, let's see. Let me look at my handy-dandy iPad, which, side note, I have two payments left on, and then I'm done paying for it. I decided uh, two years ago to get the iPad Pro, which was actually a great decision. I honestly fucking love it. And I'm going to get all tech nerdy because, again, I'm a tech nerd, and I fucking love my technology. But this iPad, I think I, I believe it's two years in now, and this thing still holds up. It's got a lot of functionality. Um, it's a powerful device. Battery life is kind of ass, but it's an iPad. Um, and I got the keyboard case, so it's it's honestly kind of functions as a laptop if you want to. But anyway, so let me take a look at my handy dandy iPad here. Uh, ooh, okay. I wanted to talk about. So, oh yeah, this this episode is not going to be like a very funny one. I know I I try to keep a balance between like funny stuff and serious stuff, but this one is a lot more just serious stuff because just the things of that have happened in the past like two weeks, not just to me, but like in general, the things that I feel like talking about, there wasn't much funny stuff. So it's going to be a more somber tone. Uh, and I know some of you are going to like that. Some of you are not going to appreciate it, but bear the fuck with me. So I wanted to talk about, um, not adjusting your path. And I honestly, this is actually something that recently, uh, has happened to me. So I wanted to say that you should never feel like you should have to change your thoughts and opinions to be on the same page as somebody. To not be on the same page as someone sucks ass, right? And without getting too much into detail, my recent situation was, you know, I, I felt a certain way. I wanted one thing. This other person felt a, sort of felt a certain way. Didn't necessarily want that thing. Now, why? Should this, you know, why should she have to, you know, jump into something? And why should I have to wait it out if I don't want to? You know what I mean? It, there's nothing wrong with that. It's unfortunate, but there's nothing wrong. And I would say to, to people, stick to your guns. Don't change what you want. Because ultimately, you know, you should only try to attain the things that you genuinely want. When you start changing what you want just to be able to say that you attain something, that's when you really lose track of who you are. You know what I mean? And it's, it's okay, again, unfortunate, but it's okay to not be on the same page. But don't adjust your path for somebody. And I, when, I, when I say that, of course you can, like, you know, you can go out of your way. You can do things for people. You can become a different, better person where people were constantly growing. But if I know what I want, then I know what I want. And if you don't want the same thing, we're just not on the same page. Maybe someday we end up there. Maybe we go complete opposite fucking directions. Either way, that's okay, because ultimately, we should both end up where we want to be. I'm not going to go a different way just because I feel like it's, you know, it's what will make this person happy. It, a relationship, or anything in life, really, when you connect with another person, should be about both people being happy with it. You know, it's it's not like, 
I'm not going to do something just for the sake of somebody's happiness unless it makes us both happy or unless it doesn't mean that it's at my expense, which in this case it would be because I was straight up. It's not the way that I am. And it's, it's, it definitely is very like brash, but the way that I am, if I know that I want you, I know that I want you. Like I, I can figure that out pretty soon and I don't fucking fall in love in a week, but I definitely know, like I can know if it's something worth putting my time into and if somebody's going to tell me, like, look, I can't tell you with absolute certainty that, you know, this is something I want to actually work on, at least not at the moment, then we just don't do it. But I would rather you tell me that than waste my time. Don't keep me on the hook because I've been on that fucking hook. I lived on that shit. I fucking am the hook at this point. Like, I've been there. Like, don't, don't, men, women, whoever, don't do this to people. Don't tell somebody, you know, I don't want to, okay, I'm going to reference my all-time favorite show, How I Met Your Mother. The saying... I don't want to be with you right now is a fucking killer, especially for people like me. And, and I remember this one episode, they were talking about it. And Barney, the one character, he said that when you say, I don't want to be with you, it's like the door closing, right? It's like, I don't want to be with you. Boom. And then it's like right now. And the door just goes and slightly opens. And that little fucking slight opening is all that somebody like me needs to be fucking full head of steam right in there. I'm like, oh, well, she said not right now, but at some point. So I'm going to fucking treat her like she's my girlfriend. That's not the way to do it. But unfortunately, is the way that, that I usually do. And I've tried to, you know, be better at handling those situations. But it's a work in fucking progress. But anyway, like I said, try not to adjust your path if, if it's not going to take you to your ultimate destination. You know what I mean? Of course, we all want that immediate satisfaction. We all think... Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just completely change this because it makes sense. But you got to if you're going to do something like that and and make such a different, you know, take such a different approach, you got to be damn sure of it, because if not, then it's only going to end badly for both parties and likely going to end in some sort of animosity towards each other. And nobody wants that. Right. Nobody wants animosity towards each other. (sighs) Oh, okay. I need to start saying different stuff because so what I do is. I look at my iPad because I just jot down like bullet points and I feel like I say I have like two or three different ways of saying it, but I always either say like, oh, okay, what do we have next? Oh, ah, and I act like so fucking surprised. Like I didn't write it down myself. Like I don't already know. I just don't have a strong enough memory to not have to look. So I like, I I say things like, what do we have next? Or, ooh, what's our next topic? Or, hmm, what am I going to talk about next? I say things like that as like filler while I read it so that I'm not just doing like an awkward fucking space of of no talking, but I don't know. I got to figure it out. Maybe I should switch it up like, hmm, ah, or like, I don't know. It may change my inflections or my tone of voice. I don't know. There's only so many ways you can say what's next. So what's next is another, we got another How I Met Your Mother reference. I got a couple of those in this episode. Like I said, it's my all-time favorite show. If you've never seen it, I don't know what's wrong with you, but it's on Hulu, so you still have a chance. Check it the fuck out. It's a good show. And oddly enough, has actually taught me a lot about, like, love and life. And I know that sounds super corny, but I don't give a fuck. It's a great show. So there was another episode, and I'm gonna t- I want to use the reference, except I'm gonna, it's going to be for a different point that I have than the show had. But it was something that they called History versus Mystery. And in the episode, History versus Mystery meant, like, do you want to, when you meet a person, like when you're, you go on a first date or something like that, do you want to know about their past or do you want them to be a complete mystery? Now, 
I'm going to use the same term history versus mystery, except for it's in relation to people you have history with, like an ex or somebody you've had a, you know, fling with versus somebody new. And I think it's an interesting topic because it seems like everybody at some point has gone through that situation. And most people have either been like the person making the decision or one of the other people. And um, it's I feel like it always goes one way or the other. So when I say history versus mystery, what I mean is, you know, you say you're, you're in a situation where you just recently broke it up, broke up with somebody and there's somebody new that comes along, but the old person wants that thing back. The history is the older person, not older chronologically by age, but I mean the person who you have the history with and the advantages that that, that, that has, I'll talk about the pros and cons for both history and mystery. The pros for history is, well, the history. You know what you're going to get with this person. You know what I mean? Like, you already, you've already, you know this person, you've gone through it. You don't have to go through the process of learning somebody, getting close to somebody, trusting somebody, feeling comfortable with somebody again. You already have all that there. The con is, there's some reason it didn't work, at, you know, the first time or however many times it is. And it could be that you've, the history could also be the thing that's against you because it could be, well, we've tried this for so long and we still can't get it right. I don't want to deal with this. Then you flip flop it over to mystery. The pro of mystery is it's brand new, it's fresh, it's exciting. There's nothing like quite like getting to know somebody and, and falling in love, right? That's so exciting. However, the con of being the mystery person is that you might just not have enough on the surface to get that person's attention or get them to want to invest their time to get to know you because, again, some people might look at it and be like, hey, I mean, this this new person's nice, but like, damn, I already know what I got with this other person. You know what I mean? And then on the flip flop, it could be, you know, I already know what I've got with this person. Like, I've already tried it, but this other person's brand new, and I, I don't know. There could be something there I could learn about them. So that's history versus mystery. I find myself that when I haven't had to make the decision, I usually am the mystery, and I usually lose to the history. Um, but when making the decision, um, I don't know. I, I haven't really... It, for a long time, it was history, but lately it's been the mystery. I like, I want to, I want the mystery personally. That's how I feel. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to see how other people, you know, think about the, the whole history versus mystery thing. And I, I had, I made an analogy, which again, anybody who knows me personally knows that I try to turn every fucking conversation into an analogy. And the analogy for the history is, and this is, I may, I think I've talked about this in an older podcast, but. I think that the the reason sometimes that people stay with somebody is there's, you know, we find comfortability in what's familiar. And again, like I said, that whole, the history part, like I make the analogy of, you know, buying a new car versus, you know, continuing to drive the one that you've got. You want to buy a new car and the, you know, oh, it's, it's brand new. You know, it's nice. It's the newer version. It's faster. It's got more, you know, technology. It's got this, it's got that, but with the car that you got, you know what you've got. You know how far a full tank of gas will get you. You know what I mean? You know when you've got to change this or fix that. You know just the right way to push the, the buttons and to turn and do this and that. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you've got with it. And a lot of people have a hard time letting that go because, again, A, you got to think that to be in a relationship takes so much time and work and, and energy and knowledge, really. You're getting, you're, you're, basically in essence taking on another person's life and and like making you know a new one with them and 
to think of how exhausting it is to go through that almost makes people not want to do it again. But again, you know, on the other hand, it makes some people say, after all that, it still hasn't, nothing has come of it. You know, I, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to cut my losses on this one and start over new. So that's my history versus mystery argument. And I'm curious to see, you know, what, what other people think about that. Um, so I was on Instagram the other day, as I always find myself doing. And um, I saw a picture. I'm sure a lot of you have probably seen this. Kim Kardashian posted a picture of her kids. Um and it was a one boy and one girl, and I don't I don't know their ages. I would guess somewhere around like three or four, and then under one. And all of you Kardashian freaks will probably like fucking crucify me for not knowing the real answers. But anyway, that's my best estimation. So they were in the top. Okay. To me personally, I literally no problem whatsoever. You posted two kids in the top. Like who gives a fuck? And also, and also if you have siblings. You've bathed with them. You've like, come on. We're, if you have siblings, you've been there, done that. It's completely innocent. However, I see so many. I saw so many comments saying, "You shouldn't post this. There's too many pers on the internet. You shouldn't post this." Like that exact comment. You shouldn't post this because there are too many pers on the internet. And it angered me so much because a, it sucks ass that we live in a time where you can't even post something so innocent as as two children in the bathtub fucking having fun playing together or whatever you can't even post something like that without fear of something like that but then at the same time so because there are creepy fucks in this world i shouldn't be able to share you know fun family moments with with the world or my friends or whoever that's fucking ridiculous that's so stupid and honestly and i know that these two are not related at all but it it's it's almost like saying to a woman like oh well you know you shouldn't wear sexy pictures i mean you shouldn't wear sexy clothes if you don't want to be, like, sexually assaulted, like, what? So just because there are fucking rapists out there, women shouldn't wear sexy clothing. You see what I'm saying? It's fucking stupid. Just because there's pedophiles out there, you can't post pictures of your children? No, that's, that's just, no, that's fucking ridiculous. And it's honestly sad. It's actually incredibly saddening that we live in a world today where you can't post something so simple as that without being worried about pedophiles or just worried about what people will say, period. And I haven't checked, but I, I hope she kept that picture up because fuck what everybody else got to say. Like, first of all, this is my fucking Instagram. I'm post what the fuck I want to, so long as it doesn't violate the terms. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck what people got to say about what I post. I post what I post. If you're offended by it and it wasn't something offensive, which this is obviously not, then you need to take the stick out from up in your ass. And you need to get over that shit. You know what I'm saying out there? Uh, let's continue talking about the internet. It's just, such a good thing, you know what I mean? It's my favorite social media, that whole Facebook thing. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And um, Facebook, you know, as I said, is my least favorite. And I'll chime in with another reason why. I saw another another video today. And when I say another, I'll say that I've seen quite a few of these in the past couple of years of a parent um, disciplining for lack of better words, their child, and putting it on Facebook. Now, I think personally, and I don't have kids, so don't come at me saying you don't have kids, but I'm, I'm going to let you all know my opinion. Um, embarrassing your children on Facebook is quite truthfully probably one of the most heartless things you could do. It's, it's one of the most selfish and just downright evil things you could possibly do. Like, for one, the way you discipline your children 
and the way that the things go in your household should remain private. But two, how could you not, before you post anything embarrassing your child for the, for the sake of trying to teach them a lesson, how could you not think about the emotional harm that that could cause? I mean, think about it. So the video I saw today was some kid, he did something wrong, and his dad was whooping his ass with a belt. I saw, I've seen videos before of like kids get, you know, their their parents cut their hair because they got bad grades. Like, honestly, what what sort of satisfaction as a human being could you possibly get out of embarrassing your child for the whole world to see? That's fucking ridiculous. Disciplining your child in your own personal way, so long as it's not harmful, which in this case it is, but don't share it with the world. Like, that's, that's, that honestly, to me, is just, like, just fucked up. I don't even know how else to put it. I have no words for it other than the fact that it's just fucked up. I could never imagine doing that to my child. I don't care what they did. I could never imagine taking a video of them, embarrassing them, to the point where a lot of these kids are crying in the videos, and then posting on Facebook, like, just, just, no, 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 and if you do some shit like that, you cannot get down with me, because I do not fucking rock with some shit like that, that's, it's corny, it's low, and it's pointless, and senseless, and also, I would say, probably not very effective, I don't think, and maybe in the immediate moment, like, oh yeah, so I whooped my kid's ass and put it on Facebook, and he stopped, but I promise you, the, the, the damage that that will cause in the long run will be so counterintuitive. It's ridiculous. Please, please stop embarrassing your children on Facebook or any social media for that matter. Just please just stop it. Honestly. I'm running out of breath, man. This is crazy. Also, I've been drinking a lot of water lately, like a lot. I used to drink a lot of fucking soda and I've probably had like two cups of soda in the last two weeks which is great because I'm just trying not to drink it so much I still drink a lot of juice and iced tea which is not good for you but it's not soda but I'm drinking more water okay we're making fucking progress and I have been pissing a lot like nobody told me that when you just drink a lot of water no one told me how much you piss I feel like I'm in the bathroom every 10 minutes I feel like a pregnant woman I am pissing like crazy I've been just downing water lately and I'm trying to get like in any sort of physical shape I am in such bad physical shape mentally see that's the thing I have a very very amazing mental health but my physical health oh good god it is it has got a long way to go and I'm working on it but yeah I've been fucking in and out the bathroom like crazy since I've started drinking tons of water so just wanted to put that out there drink a lot of water take a lot of pisses makes sense um let me finish this off with um, I, I was talking to, I, I relate a lot of things, a lot of my topics and a lot of the things that I talk about come from real life conversations I have, which I think is great because, you know, I just want you guys to know if you're listening that I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not just pulling, you know, shit out of thin air. Like a lot of these things I talk about are things that I personally experience or they're conversations, you know, that I have with people and a conversation I was having with a friend recently as she was dealing with getting over someone, um, was, to try your best not to set timetables for um, getting through a hard time. Um, and I told her, so basically this, to make a long story story, what happened was she was in a long relationship, it ended. Um, the person that she was with seemingly got over it already. And she's very upset because she can't understand why she's she can't get over it. And, you know, why this person seemingly, every life is great and all that stuff. And there's a couple of points I wanted to make. For one, 
um, you never truly know if somebody actually is over it. Um, you know, on the surface or on social media or whatever, or by word of mouth, things may seem great, but you never truly know if somebody actually is over it. And also, the amount of time it takes somebody to get over something is not directly in relation to how invested they were in the situation. To say that, you know, somebody could date for a week and it could take them a year to get over it. Somebody could date for 10 years and they could genuinely be over it in a week. Everybody's different. Some people really can just get through things and get over things quick. Other people could take forever. And the, the thing that makes her the most upset, and understandably, is the fact that it's taking her so long and she doesn't understand it. She, you know, this is very out of character for her. It's something completely new to her, something she hasn't dealt with before. And she's getting very frustrated because, you know, obviously she wants to be over it. And the, the advice I keep trying to give her is to, and again, as unfortunate as it is, you've got to just bear with the process and do your best on a daily basis to deal with each day as it comes and to not think it's been this long or how long will it take or I don't understand. In other situations, it's never taken me this long. Like every situation, every person is different. And as unfortunate as it is, if it's taking a long time, you just got to bear down and do and just do your best on a daily basis to try to get over it. You know what I mean? We we naturally, as as people, we want the quick fix. Nobody wants to experience hurt. So our immediate thought most of the time is not, what's the most effective way I can get over this? What's the way that I can actually get over it? Most of the time we think, what's the quickest way I can get the fuck rid of this pain? For some people, it's honestly drinking or smoking. For other people, it's just pretending it didn't happen. For somebody else, you know, it's the whole to get over someone, you got to get under somebody else. Like you might sleep around, you might date, whatever the case is, but... Those quick fixes are just that. They're quick fixes. Um, you can't erase the pain. You can only get through it. Uh, and, I, I, and I've had, you know, I, I never usually say something is with absolute certainty is right that comes out of my mouth. But I will say it with this is that, and I've had hundreds of conversations with dozens and dozens of people. And one thing I've never, ever to this day come across is somebody who said that completely just ignoring a problem or pretending it didn't happen worked out in the long run. I've never met somebody who said, yeah, you know what? I honestly just ignored it. I pretended it didn't happen and everything was fine. And if that is the case, those people better be ready because that shit is going to come back and bite you no matter what. A, pro a problem does not go away. You know, a problem doesn't no longer be a problem until you have dealt with it. You have to deal with it head on. And there's a million different ways you can do that, but the, the common theme is that you have to deal with it. You can't just think it didn't happen and it didn't it didn't happen that's just not how the world works that's not how your brain works you can think you, you can forget about something for years and it could take one very small trigger to bring all that back like that that right there is proof in and of itself that you have to get through something you can't just ignore it and pretend it didn't happen but and uh, you know i've been trying to tell her that like it sucks and it really sucks being the second person to get over it i told all like you know if you were the first person over it we'd be having a way different conversation right now but it sucks because how can you not think to yourself, oh my God, this person's over it. You know, they've, they've replaced me. Why are they over it? And I'm not, why, why can't I get through it? And everything's fine for them. It's just shitty feeling because you know what, let's be real here. After a breakup, it's like a race who can be, who can be over it faster, who can be happy again faster. And to feel like the other person beat you there, you feel like you're on the outside of happiness looking in and you're just floating around in limbo wondering when the fuck am I going to get through the doors? You know what I mean? And it sucks, but again, all you really can do is just try to just bear with the process. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, as corny as it sounds, the 
most amazing and true quote of all time is that everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? If it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. And again, everything really does. I truly believe everything does happen for a reason. I don't think anything that's ever occurred has happened for just no reason. You know, and it's once you find that reason and once you get over it, you end up looking back and being like, man, I can't even believe I wasted all that time worried about that person or that situation. Like, that's how life is with any problem, really, whether it's relationships, jobs, you know, school, just any kind of stress, any kind of issues you're going through. You know, you that's just that's usually how it goes. You look back after you're after in the moment, you're like, I could never get through this. And then after the fact, you're like, I can't even believe I thought at one point I couldn't get through this. Like now it looks so easy looking back. That's usually how it goes. You know what I mean? But you got to be patient and you got to be persistent. Um, and just a little last little tidbit. And I'm, I think I've said this in a few different episodes, but I want to remind people, please, please, please check in on people, on your friends, your family, your loved ones. Check in when things are good, when things are bad, when they look good, when they look bad, doesn't matter. Just frequently check in. Like, first of all, it goes a long way. And second of all, man, I can't even, it's crazy because I honestly have not experienced like depression. I don't, I really have never, I would never lie for, you know, to fulfill my own agenda. I really have never experienced mental health issues. And I am in the vast minority, unfortunately, because so many people have dealt with it. And let me just tell you guys, I don't give a fuck what anybody else tells you. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to accept that you have an issue, and it's okay to seek help. Honestly, like, you're not, I promise you, you're not alone. It's so crazy because I've had so many people tell me about their mental health issues and say how they feel alone, and then think to myself how there's a hundred other people who have told me the same thing. And then you realize these people are not alone, you know, it's, and it's unfortunate because it sucks that so many people are experiencing it, but again... It's not abnormal and you shouldn't feel weak. You shouldn't feel, you know, upset about it. You should try to do what you can to to cope with it, whether it's, you know, professional therapy, just talking to friends. Um, There's there's a million different ways you can try to get through it, but I would try it. And as somebody who's not dealing with something or just as a person in general, just check in on your friends like when and I and again, I don't do this, you know, for appearances or anything, but I if I know somebody's going through something. I will text them every couple of days and just say, how's your day today? How are things? You know, and even when they're not going through something, when everything's good, I just say, how was your day today? You know, I hope you have a good day today. Like little stuff like that goes such a long way. And especially, it might even be more important to check in on people when everything appears to be good. Because a lot of times, those are the people who get, who who spiral down very fast because most people don't want to be publicly admitting like, I'm going through some shit. You know, I got a problem because, you know, there's a million reasons they wouldn't want to, but everything looks all good, just say, how has everything been with you? And sometimes you ask that question, and then they say, you know what, honestly, everything is not okay. And then it, it, you know, opens up that door, and it leads to those conversations, and that's when you start to make progress. So that's what I'll leave you guys off with today, is honestly, just check in on your friends, check in on your family, say, how is everything, you know, what's going on? Show genuine interest. If you know that a friend has been working towards a promotion, say, how's that promotion going? If you know that a friend just finished school, how's school been going? How was that test? You know, congratulations on your graduation, congratulations on your promotion. Um, I saw you got that new car, good for you. I saw you got a new place, I'm so happy for you. Like, stuff like that, for real, just... You can't teach compassion. You can't. You, but I would say to you that everybody at least has some. And, um, you know, show that shit. Let that shit fly. Like, just be compassionate towards people. Check in. Ask them how they're doing. Show genuine interest in somebody's life. Because 
by doing that, you could be the difference in, in their life. You know what I mean? And I will absolutely not get into it personally about those types of impacts I've had on people because it's really just not anybody's business. But I will say without mentioning any names that there are people who have told me like just, just the simple fact that you would listen to me talk or just, you know, you checking in on me at one point or another was a difference in if I wanted to be alive or not. And that's, man, that's some heavy shit, but God, I, it makes me feel like I have purpose because if, if I can make a difference like that in somebody's life, then anybody listening to this and anybody who's walking on this fucking planet right now can do the same by just saying, how are you? I hope you have a good day. I hope everything is good. So that is my message I'll leave you guys with today. And I uh, hope you enjoyed. And I will see you guys maybe next week. We'll see how lazy I am. I'm going to try not to skip again, but we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Peace.